Hello. In this episode, we are taking off on the first part of our lap of Tassie. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I don't like driving much, especially on windy roads. I certainly don't like getting lost and I'm not keen on navigating somewhere I haven't been before. So what could go wrong? Oh, and also we won't be using the C word, camping. Nope, no tents or camper vans for this trip. We start off in Hobart and drive through New Norfolk where we first encounter a large group of motorcycle riders. Not like your stereotypical bike gang, more like the John Travolta wild hogs vibe. We then continue on our windy road to the beautiful Lake St. Clair, but not before we tell you about a 100 metre by 3 metre wooden sculpture that you can't take pictures of and how we came across one of those wild hogs who had come off his bike. Lake St. Clair Wilderness Area National Park is spectacular. The lake is the deepest lake in the wilderness in Australia and is surrounded by walks and hikes of all levels and terrains. We share the ones we did and also where you can access the 60 great short walks of Tasmania. We did splurge a bit on our accommodation at Lake St. Clair and we tell you why we were pretty disappointed with it and also how I ended up on top of an anthill the morning we left. We cover the next part of the journey to Strawn on the wild west coast of Tasmania. We stop on the way at one of our little favourite spots in Tassie, Nelson Falls. It is just so pretty. Then we arrive in Strawn and just love this quaint little place, which is the gateway to the Franklin Gordon River National Park. We take you on a sunset cruise to Hell's Gates, the convict settlement of Sarah Island and the amazing Gordon River National Park just as the sun is setting. And I save a very special and interesting fact about Strawn that even Lyle didn't know to the end of the episode. So stay listening to the end to hear that and you won't be disappointed. So please enjoy the first instalment of our Lap of Tasmania. Cheers. And welcome to the Beach Travel Wine Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Leanne. And I'm Lyle. And this is the travel podcast for beach loving, wine drinking couples over 50. So if that sounds like you, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax and listen as we go travelling the world one wine at a time. Cheers. Good morning, Lyle. G'day, Leanne. G'day. We are today in the podcast studio uh, on the Sunshine Coast and we are starting um, to tell you all about the Lap of Tasmania, a road trip that we did all around the wonderful state of Tasmania. See or not? See, it's about 1,500 kilometres. Oh, okay. The lap. The lap. But before we do that, just um, if, if people, obviously some people know me and others don't, I hate driving. I'm a bad passenger, okay, I'm, and um, I don't like getting lost at all and I don't like navigating and I don't like not knowing where I'm going. So what could go wrong, right? Sure. <laughs> so, however... Um, we I did a fair bit of research into the lap of Tasmania, and yes, can I just say you can everything you said then was accurate. <laughs> I didn't put in some of the things I normally say when I talk about driving and the driver, so you know, be thankful that I'm being you know um, kind. Yeah, well, I think the audience is plus 15, you know, it's a parental guidance. Anyway, but I'm trying to paint a picture of, this is not something I normally do, a road trip, but I I believe there's no other way that you can see Tasmania properly. And what we decided to do was take some advice from, there's a, a really good website called The Lap of Tasmania, and I've got one of my best friends lives in Tasmania and has done for a number of long, well, quite a long time, and some advice from from her and her husband and we also know that we don't want to travel more than about you know two to three hours a day and you know and we need to stop along the way so we put all that together and I think we came up with a really good um, plan compromise I wouldn't well you'd have to say it's a good plan though with the way we did it sure sure so this is the first part of that road trip is is been a a-hole. <laughs> um, this is the first part of that road trip where we go from Hobart, we pick up our car, and that's the first part of panic because we've got to get to Hobart. And, you know, if you know Hobart, it's like a big country town. It's not that mm. difficult. Anyway, um, and we head off, and our final destination, which we will take you to today, is Strawn. But on the way, we have no, a... No, 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 no. Yeah. Lake Sinclair 
is our first day. Oh, that's that is our, our first, first stop over. That is our first stop. But the end of this podcast is Strawn, I'm sorry. Yes. So we, we're going from Hobart to Lake St. Clair to Strawn. Correct. In, in, right. But our first stop actually was at um, at 32 kilometres out of Hobart because, you know, that's as far as we got. Yeah, because we were both on for a coffee, really. Uh, yeah, and at a little town called New Norfolk. And um, it's got about 6,500 people. It's bigger than the other place. I know, bigger than the other place. Probably because it's right, it's not that far from Hobart and it's right on the Derwent River. And it's on, and the, you know, the reason we could find it easily is because it was on the Lyle Highway. Yes, that's correct. And that's spelled L Y E double L. Okay, Lyell, and that's um. So that's the the highway we follow uh, on on the first part of our road trip. So we stopped at at New Norfolk. I kept calling it New Newfound, didn't I? I? Got it wrong. Yeah. New Norfolk for morning tea, and uh, we're there with um, at a bakery, you know, getting coffee and something to eat. And there's a whole group of um, motorbike riders. Correct. You know, like probably more. Um, middle-aged than not and a whole range of the fancy bikes I don't know what you know the Ducatis and the Harleys and stuff yeah. but some really fancy looking bikes yeah yeah and sure they um they headed off they've obviously got there before us they had their morning tea and they headed off before us and so we had our morning tea and off we headed uh to our to our next stop but on the way it's a very windy road Mm. Yes, like, you know, like very windy. But, you know, because, you know, of my, um, you know, my dislike of, of driving and heights and windy roads just <laughs> add to, to the, the fun and games, uh, you were very, very good and just, you know, just took it easy and, and, and paced ourselves, which is nice. However, we... Yeah, I certainly wasn't going to get any speeding fines. No, you weren't. So uh, we couldn't really speed on that windy road anyway, I wouldn't have thought. So... But there's another sort of stop. I think it was like a power station or something and, you know, like maybe, you know, another 30, 40 k's out of um, New Norfolk where all the bikes had stopped again. So we sort of, you know, playing leapfrog with these this group of um, bike riders. So we head off um, and they're still, still there. And within, I don't know, two or three minutes, we're being overtaken by, you know, bike after bike after bike. Some of them, you know, it's overtaking us on on hills, on curves, and, you know, I know that I am a panicker. However, even you were saying, you know, someone's going to get hurt here, this is dangerous, you know. Yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was actually really quite scary. I mean, even though we have said on this road trip sometimes you don't see a car in front of you or behind you, you just, you know, the, the road is windy and it is steep and you don't know what's coming. So this this is continuing on for a while, and I'm going on with this story a bit, but it's, it's leading up to another story. Uh, and we uh, come around the corner, and there is a guy sprawled out on the road next to a bike, and they're all pulled up around him, and they, they've um, sort of called us through. We were probably one of the first on on the scene, but um, you know, and we we're just like, well, we can't do anything to help. They're all there, but it wasn't a surprise that that he'd had that accident. Yeah, it was an accident waiting to happen yeah. for sure. So after that, you know, like if that wasn't enough to sort of, you know, make you be careful, we were, but we, we then stopped at um, a place called the, the, it's not, the wall is what it's known for short, but what, no. it's the wall. The wall in the wilderness. Now, this is a place in, in, Hope, in Tasmania that's well known to locals and they always tell you to go there. And it's um, a museum, a wooden sort of display museum now, you don't see a lot of pictures because you can't take pictures of it. So I did manage to get a few little pictures outside, which are on our website. But it is spectacular, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a 100 metres uh, sculpture by Greg Duncan. Yeah. Uh, the entry is $13. Right. Now, you, you do have to pre-book. Um, yes. So, because they only let a certain amount of people in. Uh, look, the actual area itself, it's got a a bar restaurant and it's um you know the open fire and look it's actually beautiful so it's um, like it's a hundred meters in length three meters high yeah of hue and pine there are other woods in there in in it but mostly hue and pine, hue and pine yeah sculptured um or uh, of the history of yeah the central highlands of, of tasmania. tasmania yeah and and it's it's hard to describe but there's there's the horses and the farmers and the um, the farm animals and and the bullock drays and it's this massive big. You imagine a hundred meters. Yeah, hundred meters. Yeah. yeah, and it's different panels and 
yeah, it's the, over that the detail. Oh, the detail, yeah, um, is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, so it is beautiful, but the the fact that you can't take photos in there, which is a bit weird, uh, we found. Um, I think I've read some reviews on it that people have complained about that. But they, the the staff then say, well, you know, there are books that you can buy. Yeah, so they're trying uh, to sell a book. They're but what trying they to sell the books. But I think, you know, if they let people take photos and I think um, that would probably work better as a marketing ploy than sure. actually trying to sell the books. Because you'd so. want to go and have a look then because it's really hard to know what, you know, to get in because, you know. But it's worth going. And, oh, sure. And, and, and the reason I sort of was telling that motorbike story because when, when we were lined up to go, well, not really lined up, but at the front going in, there were two other motorbike riders that, that that were there in front of us on much smaller bikes, and and they were talking about they they'd seen the accident as well, and and um, they no actually I don't think they'd seen the accident, but they'd they'd been overtaken by these bikes, and and they were commenting on how dangerous it was, and then we said, well, one of them's now you know lying on the road over there, um, and they weren't surprised either at that, were they? No. There are some. You know, it's a big car park. It's a, a lovely long building, as you said. You can have a glass of wine there, um, and there's this the yeah. So it goes around 100 meters. Is this wall, and you know, it's got panels in the middle, and it's got little individual wooden sculptures in there as well. So you know, it's it is a stunning place to stop and and. and oh yeah, visit. definitely worthwhile. Mm. And look, if you're going to do a day trip from um, from Hobart, it's only 122k. Right. Yeah. <laughs> On that windy road, but sure, you could do it, and then sure. you'd put, go on to the next stop, which is what we did. Yeah. Um, to the Derwent Bridge Hotel. I think we go to the uh, falls there, or no, 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 Derwent Bridge Hotel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and so we we another place that people tell you to go is the Derwent Bridge um, Hotel, which we stopped at. It's a lovely old-fashioned pub with accommodation. And yep. we stopped there for lunch because we'd been driving for long enough. And yep. um, we're on our way to Lake St. Clair and Derwent Bridge is right there at the, you know, at the entrance to the Lake St. Clair National Park. But what a nice pub. And, they, you know, they've got um, a huge menu. Yeah, huge menu, uh, huge open fire. Um, it's what you'd expect at a like a, at a country a, pub. A country pub, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the atmosphere's got dark timber and outside there's lots of, uh, those um, lush sort of um, trying to think of the name of the plants, tree ferns, you know, outside okay. in the window, and there was an open fire. Not that we really needed it, but that that was there. And they have accommodation there as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they have accommodation. I had a quick look. Yeah. Um, high season is from the first of December to the thirtieth of April. Uh, a double ensuite is one hundred and seventy-five bucks per night. Uh, that's bed and breakfast, so that okay. includes breakfast. That's cool. Um, yeah, look, it was clean. The you know the food we had was great. Yep. So yeah, yep. well, well worth a, a call in for lunch. Yeah, nice stop for lunch. After a lovely lunch and um, you know, quite a eventful morning, <laughs> uh, we head off to our accommodation at Lake St Clair. Yeah, we yeah. should explain the eventful morning. Also, when we were when oh, we were having true. lunch, yes. we could hear the helicopters um, coming to. Uh, get the guy that had mm -hmm. the accident mm -hmm. so they landed on the road not far from the Derwent bridge hotel because yeah because of, yeah on. that was the, the mm -hmm. best location mm -hmm. for do yeah, the pickup because so we'd, we'd heard the ambulance and then we heard the helicopters so yeah hopefully he uh he ended up okay mm. so lake st Clair, you want to tell us a bit about the the because it's a it's a beautiful national park it's one of well it's one of the bigger national parks and we're at the bottom end of it right yeah, so I'm going to read this. Okay. Lake Sinclair is a natural freshwater lake. The lake forms the southern end of the Cradle Mountain Lake Sinclair National Park. It is an area of approximately 45 square kilometres and a maximum depth of 215 metres, making it Australia's deepest lake. That's now, the actual lake, is that yeah, size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for our overseas visitors, that's about 705 feet. Uh, the Cradle Mountain Lake Sinclair area was decreed a scenic reserve in 1922, right. a wildlife reserve in 1927, mm. a national park mm. in 1947, and a world heritage area from 1982. Now, it, it was originally it was carved out by ice during several glaciers mm. over the last two Glacies, million yeah. years. It's Australia's deepest lake in a wilderness. Correct. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, look, it's uh, it is beautiful. Yes. Um, the Lake Sinclair is also the end point of the famous overland track, mm. which runs from Cradle Mountain in the north mm. to Cynthia Bay on the southern shore of the Lake Sinclair. Sinclair. We're going to tell you about uh, Cradle Mountain in uh, another episode and and that walk, but it is that's quite a popular walk. That one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It takes about six days. Yeah, so. The Tasmanian Wilderness World Heritage Area, uh, which is all over Tasmania, is uh, has a 60 great short walks so um, all over Tasmania and a lot of them are in this area. And I'm going to put a link to that in our, in our show notes because it's a fabulous website and, you know, some people don't want to do a six-day walk. Some just want to do a couple hours, which is more our, our style, and that, that has them all listed there. Um, but you know, so there's so they have a range of short and long tracks, and this is Lake St Clair, and you can actually just meander around them. You know, you don't have to climb up mountains and things. And and we were only there one night, so we did a couple of these sort of short, you know, meandering sort of walks. Um, but you go through these ancient rainforests and uh, you cross over to little alpine lakes, and uh, you can also there's rivers there. I remember the one we did was called um, Waters Meet. And it's oh, where, that's right. I yeah, remember. Yeah, where yeah. the two rivers come together. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it, and, it was and beautiful. And there's a bridge that, that goes across that, and um, yeah, that was that was spectacular, and that's sort of inland from the actual Lake St Clair itself. Uh, but you can also like there's lots of animals down here. Like there's the Bennett's wallaby, the paddy melons, wombats, echidnas, even quolls. And if you're lucky, you might see some platypus as well. You know, there's an actually a walk on the area where they've got these shields up that you can look through down onto a, a little cove where platypus are often um, seen, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so lots of, uh, you know, wildlife there as well. We did um, another walk uh, after that waters meets where we sort of went over onto the the lake or the beaches areas, they call it, you know, and walked back along that way. So, and that was beautiful as well. So we've gone through this, you know, wild sort of landscape and and the tracks are really good a lot of them are boardwalks yeah that's and they've true. got um that chicken wire on top and that's probably more so for winter when there's snow around to stop the the slipping on that so you're not sort of um you know walking over tree roots and things like that so that that in this particular walk which was which was great but a couple of the popular walks in in lake st Clair, there's the echo point walk which is 11 kilometers and you you walk there and then there's a ferry that brings you back. That's and, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, that's about a grade three walk, so you know, need, a, need a medium sort of level of fitness for that. Then the, the Franklin Beaches, which is what, what we saw, um, that's that's about a six-kilometre return, so two hours, and it's only like a grade two, so pretty pretty flat, pretty easy walk. Um, and then part, as part of it, we did the we also did the... 45-minute walk to Waters Meet, which is 4.7 kilometres and another grade two, which is pretty simple. And that one took us past Platypus Bay that, we, that I talked about. You know, we didn't see any that day. So, But one of the big ones from there, it, from Lake St. Clair, which, which a lot of people go for, is the um, the challenging seven-hour, around the seven-hour Mount Rufus one, which is 19 kilometres, which is pretty challenging. Um, grade four, they call that one. But uh, the people who do it say it's absolutely worth it for the, the breathtaking views there. But one thing that you did mention earlier, not on the podcast, but to me, was you have to have a park. A pass yeah, 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 a national park pass. Yes, and at Lake St. Clair, there's like a big tourist information building as yep. part of the um, Lake St. Clair Lodge um, accommodation. It's, it's one, and there's... You can go there, obviously, for when you're visiting through the day to get your park pass and there's outdoor tables and, you know, you can have drinks and meals there. You don't have to stay there. It's like a cafe sort of restaurant yeah. area. So that park that park pass, that's yes. hard to say. It is, isn't it? Um, that entitles you to go to all the parks yeah, you can buy an there all, on. Yeah, you can all buy, buy that all park pass. Yeah, yeah and sure. we probably should have looked at And I think it's a 12-month 12, it, 12 pass. Actually, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I can't remember how much oh, it, wasn't it was. Expensive, but it's good. yeah, yeah. But you can, yeah, you do need it. So yeah. don't think that you're going to be able to bluff your way through. Yeah, yeah, just you, get it because people do ask for yeah, it. So yeah, just get it. Now we decided we'd start our road trip with a bit of a a spoil. You know, uh, I thought we'll get a lovely. Um, they're not villas, but you know, like a, a it was 
you know, like a cabin. Like a cabin. Yeah, but I got I paid for a, a, a one with a water view, a studio apartment with a, a you know on the lake with a water view, to start our our road trip. You know, to celebrate that I'm going to be brave and you know we're going to you know I'm going to nail this road trip stuff. And we we have to say, look, Lake St Clair, the park, the area, absolutely pristine, stunning beautiful you know i'd go back there in a heartbeat yeah i totally agree absolutely loved it you you it's just yeah spectacular yeah the accommodation now we don't like to bag things out because that's not what our podcast is about however we were very disappointed the the accommodation itself was basic okay yeah uh lakeview if you walk down the ramp you know across the road past another villa onto the edge of the lake you'd see it Yes. Yeah. But the thing that was that was really disappointing was the the food. Now it was it was a time where there wasn't a lot of staff around, but it included breakfast, and we couldn't eat it. We didn't. Well, even, you know. I mean, look, the, the the price was was three hundred and eighty bucks a night, yeah. which included breakfast. Yeah. So it's um, not it's not cheap. Look, the bar itself. A buffet the, breakfast. Yeah, buffet breakfast. Yeah. The, the bar itself, the Trapper and Miggins Bar. Look, it had a pretty good wine list. Yeah, you know, like nice atmosphere. Nice yeah. atmosphere. There was nice. also some al fresco dining outside. Yep. yep. But I tell you what, uh, even we were in there. We were there in February, and I was still cold. So uh, we remember that. Yeah, yeah, oh. we did. We had a drink outside yeah. when we came back from the walk, and then we. Um, so then we decided we're going to have dinner, and it was a very, very restricted menu. Yeah, well, um, it was like a Monday night or something, and they only had like their cafe menu, which was yeah. pizza and something else. Oh, anyway, it was pretty, yeah, but the wine so, was nice. Yeah, the wine was good, yes. and, and um, I think it was uh, we had a Joseph Crony. Yeah, 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 it was beautiful. Um, the food was uh, below average. Yeah, um, but anyway, we thought, oh, well, that's the way it goes. So. Anyway, the next morning we came, as we said, it was a B&B, so it was breakfast included. It was a buffet breakfast. Yes. I walked in and looked at it and, um, and like, I'm pretty laid back. I pretty, you mm-hmm. know, and coming from the hospitality industry, I sort of understand sometimes things go wrong. But I wasn't even prepared to have a cup of coffee after I looked no. at the breakfast buffet. I said to Leanne, they would have to try to make it look that bad. Anyway. That's enough bagging out. Anyway, so, but then there's other places to stay. There's the pump house. Yeah, that's pretty um, luxury. Is, that's a, sort of a luxury place and it yeah. looked beautiful. Um, but well, the Derwent Bridge Hotel, as we said. Yeah, the Derwent Bridge Hotel, you know, which, which is, is a five-minute drive, ten-minute yeah, drive. Yeah, but just that pump house, if you do decide to go and have the, the pump house, I think it's a three-night minimum uh, over the weekend and two-night minimum during the week, mm. but they look spectacular. And mm. there's also camping. Yeah, yeah, you can camp there, that, that, yeah, that's so. for sure. Now, just before we leave Lake Sinclair, uh, I did get up early before breakfast. Yeah, you did. Because I wanted to get some photos of the lake early in the morning, and uh, I'm so glad I did. And go to our website at beachtravelwine.com. Uh, or Instagram at Beach Travel Wine and up the top on the story highlights, Tasmania's right at the front there, uh, to see um, the lake first thing of the morning. And there was a bit of a fog, you know, so the, the lake's sort of crystal and like glass and the sky's, you know, quite blue, still early, but, but, but there's a fog and it's not across hot all the lake, you know, there's some mountains sticking up on the other side and then as I'm standing there taking photos and doing some filming, these two people on kayaks just start paddling by and um, you couldn't hear it. Like it was just, all you could hear was some the birds. It, it was like you're in the middle of, I was watching something that no one else had, had seen. It was it was absolutely spectacular. And, and I was, you risk life and limb to I was, take that Well, photo. I did. I was just about to say, and I'm, I'm there enjoying this beautiful, serene moment, psyching myself up for the day trip ahead of me, with, you know, the two and a half hour drive. And... I've got, you know, and it is cold and I've got thongs on and I look down and my feet start to burn and sting because I'm standing on top <laughs> of an ant's nest. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 um, and folks, I can't tell you, when Leanne came back after taking those photos, the language of her description yeah, was, of a, what just happened to her, she anyway, wasn't a happy camper. I took, I took. Pardon the pun. Thank you. I took. Um, you know, like one for the team and, and did what I had to do to get those early morning shots and it was definitely worth it, wasn't it? The photos? Yes. Highly recommend you check them out. So after my, you know, 
disaster. <laughs> yeah, my feet were stinging. Anyway, doesn't matter. We and we couldn't have breakfast, but we did have some tea in our room, so we had a cup of tea, packed up, and headed off on our way to uh, through Queenstown to Strawn. And this was quite a particularly windy area of the trip. But um, our friend uh, John said to us, "You need to stop." Uh, outside on your way to a little place it's just off the main road you can't miss it called Nelson Falls and so you know in true road tripping stop we we decided we we would do that yeah we saw the sign yeah uh look it's a it's only a short work walk from the the Lyle highway so you pull in off the off the highway and there's a car park there and then it's only like yeah not far is it yeah it's about 1.4 round trip 1.4 1.4 k oh, yeah, yeah so along a like, lovely flat track. yeah and yeah. it's a flat track and it's also along like uh alongside the river there yeah, yeah and it's That's like right. it's, it's beautiful like the and you you're know, in the rainforest one one may even say a babbling brook <laughs> may may one say that is that what they call you a babbling what <laughs> yeah look and look, so you, yeah, so you walk, walk along, all the way along this yeah. track and it's along as you said the the river which has you know like the rocks so you can hear the water and there's moss covered logs and there's um, tree ferns and there's little signs along the way to explain all this stuff. Yeah, it features sassafras, yeah. myrtle, oh. and a variety of ferns. That beautiful uh, gives hints of the high rainfall yeah. in this area. Yeah, it yeah. gives hints. Gives hints, right? All right. Leanne it's not a said, wine. Leanne said to me, "You can't say that." I said, "Yes, I can." Um, yeah, and along the boardwalk to Nelson Falls, you will come across mm. uh, an interpretation panels highlighting the ancient plants you see along the way. Yeah, and they're really interesting. I yeah, think many of the, yeah. of the species of these cool temperature rainforests are only suited to the cool, mm. moist conditions of places such as the Nelson Valley. Yeah, which is beautiful. And so you, you walk along. So just the walk along this, you know, um, track along the river Looking at these signs is beautiful, but you can, in, you can hear the waterfall the whole way, yeah, can't you see? Yeah. Um, and there's like a wooden platform that you can walk onto, and there it is. It's not the highest one. It's about no. 40 metres or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 30 metres, 98 feet. Yeah, so, but it starts, it's quite wide, you know, mm. so it's not just like one little trickle, you know. No. It, it, it's, yeah, from the top it comes all the way down. Like it, it's it's just beautiful, you know. Yeah. We were we were so glad that we were told to go there. Otherwise, we might have just kept going because I'm one of those people like, let's just get where we're going. And yeah, we're I think the beauty of it is it's a, it's so close to the highway. It's, 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 a, it's not a long walk. Yeah. And when you get there, it's just, as you said, it, the, the actual falls are quite wide. Yeah. And, like, I was blown away. Yeah, I, I thought it was really, really impressive. Really nice. And the actual rain for us and the moss. And, no, you're not, you don't. So it just pops out of nowhere. Yeah. And so that's, once again, there's... Um, on um, the website, beachtravelwine.com, I've put some photos of the, the Nelson waterfalls and uh, also on our Instagram. It's beautiful. I've done a video of, of that. Yeah, just yeah. be aware you, you've got to, if you do decide to to, to visit yes. or stop, there's no, there's not a great deal of major signage to say that it's coming up no. or whatever. It's just a sign, Nelson Falls. I think falls. there are some toilets, though, because... Quickly, Lee needed to sure. use those. Sure. Um, all right, so that that was a lovely start to our day. After our my amp bites and sh- shitty breakfast, we um it, it yes. made up for it in spades, didn't it? Yeah, that no, yeah. no, was well worth it. Well worth it. So then we hop back in the car and we head to Straw. Now this day was another about a two and a half hour drive. It's um if you take your time like like we did, and you end up at the water on the western side of Tasmania uh, at a little town called Strawn. Mm-hmm. And it's it's well known because that's where you go out on to the Gordon River. Gordon Franklin River. Yeah, yeah. National Park sort of area, which is yeah. stunning. But tell us a little bit about Strawn. Well, I, we did drive through Queenstown, remember? Oh, we did, yeah. True. yeah okay. We did, okay. So, so um, yeah, so the the, uh, the Queenstown is an old mining town. Yes. So you sort of drive up and you come over the top of this hill. And all of a sudden the lush green mountains turn to yeah. desolate hills. 
Yeah, it was it was so uh, contrast. Yeah. Um, but it was an old gold mining town. Yeah. Um, now it was the, a Lyle or something. Wasn't yes, it? <laughs> it was the Mount Lyle Gold Mining Company. Yes. Was formed in 1889, but funnily enough, it mainly mined <laughs> copper. But anyway, that's the way it was. Uh, look, the the big thing there is there's a, a, a railway station there, which yes. is a, a it's the West Coast Railway, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. It's a five-hour uh, journey on board a steam train departing Queenstown and journeying deep into Tasmania's western wilderness and ancient Wayne Forest. Wayne Forest. Wayne Forest. That's it. He <laughs> put gin on me. Uh, yeah, it's a Wayne Forest. Um, three station stops along the journey, providing the opportunity to pan for gold. Watch mm. the train be rewatered from above the track and take a short walk through the rainforest. Look, um, So it's a reconstruction of the Mount Lyle Mining and Railway Company. Yeah, it goes for about 35K. Yeah. Uh, and adults has, are 110 bucks yeah. and kids uh, 55. It's the original locomotives operating today. Do you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that would be – look, we didn't do it because – It wasn't operating that It wasn't point. operating yeah. that we particular day, it. but we would have done it. Yeah. I reckon for five hours, yeah. you know, for that price, I reckon it's pretty good value. And it, and it comes out down, which another place we're going to tell you about in a little while, uh, the, the Regatta Hotel area um, at the Regatta Point, I think it's called, yeah. in Strawn, which is, yeah. you know, where, where it goes down to. Okay, so, yes. so Strawn. Yes. We're there. We've arrived. And uh, we've uh, – it's a population of about 650 people. The thing – hang on, before you do that, the thing that was really nice is we – once we got to our, we, our accommodation was around the other side of the lake and it was about half the price of what we'd paid in Lake St. Clair. Oh, less a third. That, yeah. And even though it wasn't new, it was fabulous. The people were lovely. They had a, a welcome basket and there was a laundry we could use and we had beautiful views over the, the water and the city of the city, the, the township of of Strawn, yeah, it was called Gateway to the Gordon, and it was it was fabulous. Sorry, go on. Tell me about Strawn. Okay, so it's a small town, yeah, uh, yeah and former odd. port on the west coast of Tasmania. Strawn's Harbour and Rispy Cove form part of the northeast end of the Long Bay on the northern end of the Macquarie Harbour. Mm. Historically, yeah. Strawn has been a port to a small fishing fleet that braves the West Coast conditions and Hell's Gate. Yeah, we're going to tell them about that in a minute, aren't we? Yeah, so... So, uh, so it's a pretty little town, isn't it, Strong? Yeah, know, it's you know, we, And it's sort of um, on the edge of a, a bay. So, you know, you where we were on was on one side and it was about a kilometre walk, um, beautiful path all the way around to the other side, right? Yeah. And... So we, when, when, when we got there and we dumped our stuff, we decided we would walk around to the other side to look at where the um, cruisers go out from. Yes? Yes. And um, we went to the, uh, the Gordon River Cruise Terminal, if that's what you want to call it. Where the that's camera what it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, we decided that we were going to uh, book a tour and we were going to do it the next day. And they said, well, we've got a sunset cruise leaving in an hour or a couple of hours. Do you want to do that? And we thought, and that includes dinner. Like, well, hello, that'd be nice, didn't we? SWN. SWN. So so that's what we did. So we hop on the big catamaran uh, right there in Strawn uh, in Macquarie Harbour and we are heading out to, yeah, to the edge of uh, the Macquarie Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah, so basically... Uh, it's uh, the Franklin Gordon River Cruise. Uh, mm. It's 144 bucks per person. It's a six-hour tour, and that includes uh, a buffet. Um, the sunset one is the sunset, one. yeah, mm. uh, dinner, and it also obviously does lunch. Look, it's it's really impressive. The the tour uh, takes place mm. aboard the Spirit of the Wild yep. catamaran, specifically designed. To travel smoothly on the Gordon River, fitted with a unique hybrid propulsion system. Yeah. So what happens is, you know, you you you're just going along normally on on the on the catamaran diesel diesel, you know, and out on the harbour, and you look at the Hell's Gates and all that stuff, which you can tell us about. And then the minute you enter the national park, uh, they put the 
other engine on or turn the diesel off and it's you yeah, can't it's hear electric. a thing. Yeah, and you're just gliding through yeah. this ancient national park, which was yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? So, yeah, so yeah. you pass by Hell's Gate. Yeah. Uh, a narrow opening where the Southern Ocean meets Macquarie Harbour. Uh, it's just 240 feet or 80 metres uh, gap. Uh, then head across the harbour, making your way to the lower reaches of the Gordon River as you pass by the salmon and... Uh, the fish farms. Yeah, basically yeah. the trout and salmon farms yeah. and the waterfront rainfrost landscape. Mm. Uh, look, it's that whole part of it. Like, I was really a, taken they, back by how beautiful it was. Like a, a yeah, it's commentary. commentary. Yeah. yeah, there's a commentary. And I've got pictures of those hell gates and I've got videos of, of that um, as well. So the pictures are on the website and the videos are on the story highlights on our Instagram. Really yeah. suggest you go and have a look at those. Yeah, and you've got you've got the lighthouses there. They're, yeah, they're only small yeah. lighthouses, but at the... At each side of the the Hell's Gate. Gate, yeah, um, yeah. So, and you could understand how why it was called Hell's Gate, sure. obviously, because it's just that narrow entry from, and the you know the imagine, Southern Ocean. You can imagine how can wild be yeah. like horrific. So, yeah. so that was really good. Um, and the uh, commentary was interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you disembark at uh, Sarah Island. Yeah, that's a bit later though, don't you? Okay. Uh, well, uh, well, we've, we've sort of gone through the farms. We've gone. Um, yeah, okay. So that's at sunset. We yeah, get off yeah, at yeah, Sarah, yeah. Sarah so Island. we disembark at Sarah Island, a yes. former penal colony, and watch a traditional, uh, sorry, a theatric, theatrical. A theatrical presentation yeah. to learn about the history, including how the island was an important Australian shipyard where the boats were built by the convicts. Now, the actual theatrical presentation. Like, I was so surprised. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was really, really good. And then they talk about the boat building and well, all that Well, they show sort of where thing. they're built and you yeah. can see that. And they also show where the bank was and, the you know, the city was and you can wander around there. And, and it, the sun was just setting and it was quite eerie being out there on that island at that time of night. I yeah, think. and when you consider the history. But also, you could also see not far from that island, there was another very small island right. that held the female convicts. Oh. Now... I, you got to think to yourself. No wonder they built their boats quite quickly. Sometimes, oh, stop it. I'm thinking no. I, they, that, that was in the commentary. Oh, you probably didn't notice that. That's the sort of thing I would notice. That maybe they were so good at boating built uh, okay. boat building that there was a, an alternative reason for it. But look, Sarah Island. It's I think it's only about thirteen hectares. Um, yeah, I didn't so it's actually, not big. I'd never it, heard of it, so it was very interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. But, but you walk all the way around it and, yeah, like it was very informative and yeah, uh, the commentary was excellent. Before the sun goes down, though, you do, as we said, start, you know, uh, when cruising around the um, the Gordon River area oh. and, you know, there's a, they tell you, you know, there's some, about some of the ancient trees that you can see and there's just this one little spot because you're not supposed to, you know, tread on some of the places apparently there's this one spot that you they pull a boat in and it's just got this little boardwalk that you you hop, go through and um you know actually in the ancient rainforest it was pretty impressive you know that that whole that whole area it's it's pristine and even though Lyle's not a tree hugger I think you would trug you would trug a tree you would hug a tree there because you you can't help but be blown away at the, the beauty of nature there, can you? Oh, look, look, for several years, Strawn became the focus of a conserv conservation campaign. It did, yeah. Opposed to the proposed Franklin Below Gordon Dam. Yeah. That was huge when yeah. that went, like that was uh, yeah, daily talk. news item yeah. number one um, for a long, long time. So it was the, the and local, the, yeah. and that's actually where the, uh, the Green Party, the yeah. Green Party, which was yeah. the first yeah. environmental party in the world, that's what that all uh, yeah. was formed because of. And, um, look, I said to Leon after it, I said, look, you know, it's, it's not normally my go, but I'm so pleased that they did what they did to basically mm. keep this pristine, and I mean pristine environment, like it has been for thousands and thousands yeah, of years. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the I think that's the kicker, you know. Like once you start 
you know, playing with that, it'll never be the same again. Well, I think you can turn around and and there's so much to love about Tasmania, but to me, the biggest thing to love about Tasmania is is Christine. Well, and you did mention in our um, earlier podcast about, you know, talking about Hobart and just Tasmania in general, like, you know, so much of Tasmania is is protected, um, Mm. you know, whether it's national park or what, you know, places. And this western south south sort of western part of of tasmania is sort of the wild isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. And, it's wilderness and, yeah yeah so you really want to keep that that nice so so that was our sunset tour we cruised back to town and um easy walk back around where we got off back to our uh, beautiful place at the um gateway to gordon yeah, we had a fabulous view from where we were. Yeah, and the... then and then so the next morning we decide we'll do another little walk and uh, just you know exploring uh, Strawn because we the first day we'd done that and so we we did a walk around the lake again and we came across a little um, track to uh, another waterfall called Hogarth Falls and that was um, yeah pretty pretty cute I thought you know like it's it's like. Um, not far in you know like it's it's i think about a kilometer walk in and back and just through some really beautiful tall trees and you know like it's it's pretty um i don't know like there's rainforest and stuff too and a little creek where you can see platypus we didn't once again but you know we were probably talking too loud and um but yeah I, that was a surprise right in that's right in the center of of um of strong yeah and i can remember that that morning was a really really nice morning yeah like the weather with the sun was out it was yeah, it was pretty it was nice. And then we obviously, you know, walk into town to find a nice coffee and there's just up from the uh, yeah, the terminal. terminal, thank you, that's the word, is the um, the Morrison's Hue and Pine Sawmill, yeah? And that's sort of been, it's like been family owned for years and it's been running since the 1940s or been open daily since the 1940s um, and it's open every day during, you know, tourist season and... It's still operating, as I said, and you can buy, you know, I've got friends that live downstairs from us that have been there and bought, you know, like hue and pine um, bowls and things, you know, just beautiful um, quality, you know, and that old timber and, um, yeah, just just nice. And then there's a show. Is that actually in Trevor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fair enough. Um, And then there's a show, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. The Round Earth Theatre Company. Now, these are the guys that actually do the theatrical presentation on Sarah Island. Yes. Okay, they also conduct yes. explanatory tours of uh, Sarah Island and also has mm-hmm. produced a daily reenactment play, stroke play, about Sarah Island, the ship that was never that never was. So let me repeat that. The play is called The Ship That Never Was. And this is a daily play that's been yes, going. Yes, which has, been, has exceeded 5,000 performances yes. and is Australia's longest-running longest Play. Play. Right, and that's right there on, um, you know, near the Hewan, um, what is it, the Hewan sawmill. Yeah, 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 very close. Very close to that indeed. So we had a lovely day just exploring around the little town area and it's it's so quaint, you know, and it's it's got pretty little houses and, you know, the bank building's nice and the, the tree, there's some flower, beautiful flowering trees and things. It's, it's pretty, it's quaint, just lovely. I loved it. And... We then decided we were going to go down to Regatta Point Hotel, which is right around the other side, closer to where our accommodation was for, for dinner. And it's a pretty pretty basic sort of pub around there, and they do accommodation there as well at the Regatta Point Hotel. But we went in and had a look a bit a bit earlier in, in the afternoon. Because we went and we... Before that, we actually had a sandwich at the railway station. Remember? Okay, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, we, yeah, and that's so, where the 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 local the loco moments were. You know, some some on the tracks there. Yeah, the steam they, trains. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we must have spoken to someone there, and and because we were aware that the someone reco- rec- recommended, didn't they, that we go to the Regatta Hotel and try the ocean trout and try the ocean trout. Now, so we this went is up straight to... off their their website, yes. located fifteen meters from the water's edge. Yes, offers one eighty degrees panoramic water views of Strawn and the harbour. Yes, and it is does. the perfect location to watch Strawn's spectacular sunset. Now, all that's true. All that is. 
that yep. in fact All i think that they've underestimated it. but can i just say sure we went in you're in charge thank you we so what we did was we, we were recommended the ocean trout and they said they only get so much in so you need to go and book and say you want the ocean trout so That's we correct. went up and we said we want the ocean trout can we book for dinner and uh we, we could only get in early you know, I think it was like 5.30 or something because, you know, and they said that's probably good anyway because if they run out of ocean trout, they run out whether you book it or not. Yeah, which was <laughs> um, weird. And so, yeah, we we rock up for dinner oh. and the ocean trout was absolutely spectacular. It was. Oh, unbelievable. And, like, unbelievable quality and unbelievable price. It was 25 bucks. Yeah, for this. Like, just crazy, crazy. But the whole menu, like oysters, $27 a dozen. Yeah, whoever does that. Um, I feel it, $29. Mm. Um, yeah. Like it was just and lamb then, chops, 20 bucks. Uh, chicken parma, 19 bucks. But the ocean trout, yeah. um, what do they call it? The Macquarie Harbour ocean trout. They catch it that day. and um, If you go to Strawn, you've got to have it. Yeah, it's not the decor's nothing to rave about, you know, the um, the chairs and tables of you know what you'd expect in a country sort of pub but you know the views were spectacular the sunset was amazing and the food was to die for sure yeah that's and we that's still one of our favorite meals you know in in tasmania i think that was the first meal we had oysters oh maybe yeah you can't go past them can you yeah so that was great so yeah that's how that was our few days in in strawn so we we recommended it for sure um so we then um i've got a bit of a surprise to to tell you about sorry we just interrupted our transmission there because lyle need to cough yeah so, i had a little coughing fit sorry as, folks that's as technical what is the word technical as we get <laughs> we yeah, turn yeah, it off and yeah. start again sure. so before we finished and lyle had his little you know coughing fit we i want to tell you about something really surprising about strawn and I wanted to leave it till nearly the end because I thought it was worth sharing. So Strawn holds the world water ski record, right? Remember we saw a picture of that? We did. And this happened on the 27th of January, 2012. Right. However, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes because it has all this information there and this is fascinating to me. This was 25 years in that, you know, people were dreaming about doing it. It was six years in the planning. They had 10 attempts over four years really? to do it. Yeah. And, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah okay. right. And so the link in the show notes will, will take you to the website, which has a video. It shows some of the attempts. It shows how they planned it. And really? Everything. Really. It's fascinating. And... For the world record, they started with 154 what, skiers, skiers and, yeah. a, and 145 finished. And that was the record. So not all of them finished it. And there's a picture of it on, on the show notes, but there's a better better picture on the link in the show Say notes. Say that again. There was, how they, many they started? They started with 154. Okay. And I, I don't know the distance that they had to go, but by the time they got to the end, there was 145 left. So nine okay. of them obviously fell off or didn't so make it. So bad, attrition, right? Yeah, right. But the picture of this is one of the, it looks like one of those big catamarans that we went out on, massive oh, right. big boat. Yeah, yeah. And behind it you can just see this whole line of people. Water and, skiers. And your water skiers, yeah. And then the water behind them all ripply. Like it's, it's, it's um, I just think it's fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if there's only 650-odd people, oh, yes. you know, like, in the total population, you know, that's a fair fair call. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's, yeah, that was, yeah. that's impressive. Like. Yeah, but there, there will be a link, as I said, I've put the, I've put the photo in. We took a photo of, um, there's like a shelter, and that, that's the only thing I could find in town that, that suggested that this had happened, right? Yeah. So I took a photo of that, and in the show notes, I'm going to put the link on that photo, so it will take you to the, and it's got... On this little website, it's got YouTube videos of it and, you know, explanations and when they did the other attempts and things. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm going to have a look at that. Yeah, I know. See? Huh. I came up with a surprising fact uh, this time, didn't I? <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, folks, this is 
been our first of our lap of Tasmania episodes. And as I said, we started in, in Hobart and our first night was in Lake St. Clair, which is about a two and a half hour drive for us with a few stops along the way. And then we went from Lake St. Clair to Strawn, which is about another two and a half hours. And with, a, you know, like the Nelson Fall, which is one of our favourite places in Tasmania, still uh, along the way. So it's, um, you know, both very easy drives to do, even yeah. though they're windy if you take your time. And fascinating landscape and, or not just fascinating, spectacular landscape, you know, and, and you've gone from the capital of Hobart to the wild west of, of Tasmania, um, sure. you know, in, in this in this first um, episode. So we hope you've, you've enjoyed that and we're... Just be aware, yes. and John um, told us this, yes. is that just because it says that's only 200K uh, on the map, just be aware. So, for instance, one of the, the trips we did was 180 kilometres and it took us two and a half hours. Now, 180 kilometres normally wouldn't take that long, no. but the roads are very windy, so yeah. just be aware when you're planning your trip, just add an, another half hour on. Plus, yeah, uh, yeah at least. To, 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 you know, make sure you... Especially in these windy roads. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And... So that's one of the things. So where was your favourite place to have a glass of Ooh, wine? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't say... I'd, I'd like to say Lake Sinclair because that's where we probably first discovered Joseph Cromie, although I think we did that earlier. Um, but I was let down a bit there. That was at Richmond, actually. We yeah, had our first yeah, Joseph true. Cromie. I, I would have to say probably on the Gordon River cruise, you know, watching the, the sunset up, you know, as we're heading back into. Yeah, I would probably agree. But However, I think you're going to regret a hotel, aren't you? No. <sighs> no, you know what? What? I'm going to oh. pull one out. <laughs> I was going to say it on my ass, but no, I'm not allowed to say that. No, but um, I would say on the balcony of the accommodation place oh, okay. that we stayed. The gateway to Gordon. The Gordon, because the views over the Macquarie Harbour were absolutely they were, beautiful. They were, they were indeed. And, um, yeah, so for something different, just sitting on the balcony there. Yeah. In and the accommodation, might... and uh, and it was such a nice place, and they made us feel so welcome. And what I'll do is I'll put a link to the Gateway to Gordon um, accommodation in our show notes as well, because you know I certainly recommend it just because of you know it's not it's not modern, but it's great position, and they were just so nice, and yeah, we just it was a lovely spot. Yeah, wasn't it? country hospitality. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. I. I think you've done very well there. So, but well, there was nothing wrong with the Regatta Hotel. No, there, no, no, that was that was pretty nice over the ocean trout. So, so stay listening to our uh, our next episode where we head uh, off to Cradle Mountain. So, look forward to telling you all about that in our next episode. So, un- until then, it's farewell from me and hasta luego from me.